Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Deal activity and corporate earnings sending stocks higher. We've got the S&P 500 index up for now to 2166, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ is up 28 points, a gain of six-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials up 15, a gain of one-tenth of one percent. The 10-year down 830 seconds, the yield 1.58 percent. Gold up 240 the ounce to 1329, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. And crude oil pulling back now down 57 cents, 4538 a barrel, a drop there of 1.2 percent. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Turkish authorities have moved to widen their purge of perceived opponents, removing thousands of police officers from their posts. This is all part of a crackdown that follows the failed military coup attempt that was aimed at toppling the government of President Erdogan. Here to tell us more, Gareth Jenkins. He is a writer, independent political security analyst, and a senior fellow with the Central Asia Caucasus Institute and the Silk Road Studies Program Joint Center. He joins us from Istanbul. Gareth, thank you very much for being with us. Begin by telling us where you were when the coup attempt took place. Well, on last Friday night, I was actually returning. I live on the Asian side of the city, and I was returning from the European side across one of the bridges uh, over the Bosphorus um, in a a, a little minibus. uh, uh, When we noticed there was a unit of Turkish soldiers, mostly conscripts, shutting off the uh, the bridge. What did you believe was happening? Well, normally... um, the responsibility for security on the bridge uh, belongs to the police. There are occasionally, of course, are bomb threats in Istanbul. We have a bad security situation. Also, occasionally, people try to commit suicide by jumping off the bridge. And when that happens, it's always the police who are responsible for um, diverting traffic. So as soon as I saw the military uniforms, and this was regular army, I knew something was uh, very strange was going on, but it wasn't until then I got on my telephone, I spoke to people in Ankara, and were being told that, you know, jets had been flying low over the parliament, so that I understand, understood that this was actually a coup attempt. Now, the Interior Ministry says that it has fired nearly 9,000 police officers, and this follows the arrest of more than 6,000 military personnel, as well as generals and admirals. They also suspended nearly 3,000 judges over the weekend. Who are these people? What did they want to accomplish? I think the honest answer to that, these people are innocent of, of charges. I mean, the latest figure that's going around the Turkish media, that 100 uh, generals and admirals have been taken into custody. There's only 300 in the whole armed forces. I mean, to put it bluntly, if this number, if one third of the generals and admirals had been involved in the coup plot, it probably would have succeeded. Um, in the early hours after the, the, the attempted coup, the number of people being taken into custody was only around about 2,000. And those are the people who'd gone taken off the streets that the military units, which include a lot of conscripts, like the ones I saw on the bridge. These are young boys who didn't know what they were doing um, and thought they were just as part of some kind of military exercise. So the number of people actually took to the streets is um, 
of the kind of coup plot is only a few hundred. And yet we've seen with President Erdogan since this happened, and it was a genuine attempt, there's no question about that. But he's used that as an excuse basically to try to destroy um, all of the people he suspects of not being sufficiently loyal to him personally in the armed forces and the judiciary. The announcement about 2,950 judges and prosecutors came within hours of the coup being successfully rolled up. We still haven't seen any evidence whatsoever of, for their involvement in the coup. Well, Secretary of State John Kerry in Brussels uh, today, uh, he urged Turkey to show restraint uh, as much as Turkey is a, a member of NATO. Uh, do you think that Turkey uh, takes uh, any of these comments seriously? The evidence at the moment suggests very much not. Um, no, we were seeing these purges uh, increasing and widening. We've also had uh, more than a dozen new sites closed down in the last couple of days. Um, so it doesn't, these warnings don't seem to be making any difference whatsoever. Do you have any insight into who the coup plotters are and what did they really want to accomplish in policy terms? Um, what's coming out of the government are these uh, reported to be followers of the uh, Islamic preacher Fethullah Gulen, who's been living in exile in Pennsylvania since 1999. But they have yet to produce any proof linking uh, Gulen or any of his followers to what actually happened. When you look at the profile of uh, the coup plotters, they took uh, over the TRT, the state-run television station, and released a, a declaration. The name that they gave themselves and the content of that declaration are much more consistent with a very small number of hardline secular Turkish nationalist uh, members of the officer corps than they are uh, with the followers of Fethullah Gulen. But at the moment, we don't really know. But I should emphasize that the government, even though it's accusing Gulen, and there have been some ministers who have said directly, because Gulen's in the States, actually America was behind the coup, they haven't yet produced one shred of evidence to support these claims. And they've also tried to initiate extradition proceedings. Isn't that correct? They've said they're going to. They haven't officially started it yet, but they said they're going to. And uh, John Kerry, you know, said if, if they're going to do this, they need to produce some proof that Gulen has been behind this. Now, the scale of the purges, especially among these security forces, how has the public reacted to this news? I think with a lot of shock. I mean, it was it was a very shocking experience to go through anyway. Until five o'clock in the morning, for example, I had F-16s flying very low over my apartment you know, with the sonic booms uh, shaking the building. And I think a lot of the Turkish population, like me, you know, we haven't really slept very much. Uh, we're still stunned that this happened at all. And then to see the scale of the retaliation of these purges um, being implemented by Erdogan. Whereas I said, I think anybody knows that if 103 generals and, and admirals had been involved, this coup would have succeeded. This is not possible for around about 1,000, 1,500 people on the streets, including conscripts who didn't know what they were doing. And then to say this was part of a massive coup plot involving one-third of the high command of the armed forces. So I think it's clear to everybody that something very strange is going on, and what the government says it's doing is not actually what's taking place. What is the backdrop for those interested in the health or the uh, struggle of the Turkish economy currently? Uh, I think the, the main, as I'm talking to you, I was 
some Erdogan supporters are going down the street behind me. We've also had a lot of these taking to the streets in, in the last couple of days. And um, this is going to have a direct impact, I think, first of all, on, on tourism. Tourism has already been hard hit by um, you know, the, the bombings we've had. They've raised strong security concerns. Um, uh, the next one, I think, is going to be that Turkey looks at the moment like uh, it's a very unstable country, perhaps even on the verge of becoming a failed state. That's a perception. I'm not saying that's how it is. So, of course, we're going to get um, investors becoming very cautious. The stock market in Istanbul took a big hit today. I think it was down nearly 8%. And Turkey is very heavily dependent on foreign financing. So I think as your companies, they'll find it very difficult to get new loans at the moment from abroad. And as they roll over existing loans, I think the, the risk premium is probably going to be quite high. We're speaking with Gareth Jenkins. He is a writer, independent political security analyst, and also a senior fellow with the Central Asia, Asia Caucasus Institute and Silk Road Studies Program Joint Center. Gareth, the ongoing efforts to fight ISIS by using American air bases in Turkey. Is that effort going to be compromised because of the reaction to the coup, or attempted coup, rather? I think that generally Turkish security is going to be compromised by all of these purges. I mean, as well as ISIS, of course, Turkey is engaged in a war with the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK. Uh, we've got a huge amount of confusion at the moment in the security apparatus, which includes intelligence, which is essential, to, of course, to try to intercept ISIS. We saw on, uh, immediately after the coup that the main base in southeast Turkey, Injilik, which the U.S. is using for the campaign against ISIS, but electricity uh, there was cut. So the U.S. had to suspend its uh, air campaign for a time. And it looks like we're going to have some very serious uh, tensions, political tensions between Washington and Ankara over Erdogan's insistence on the extradition of Gulen, which is going to make it very difficult to have the cooperation, particularly you know, at a time when the U.S. use of a Turkish airspace is of a Turkish airbase is so critical to its uh, campaign against ISIS. And uh, just quickly, Gareth, uh, when President Erdogan uh, arrived in uh, in Istanbul, it was Istanbul, not the capital, Ankara. What does that tell us? There were concerns that there were some rebel F-16s um, in the air, and there was also a lot of concerns in uh, about the situation in Ankara because the um, the high command of the, of the military had been taken hostage by the, the coup plotters. And as far as I know, I haven't seen... I mean, Erdogan then stayed in Istanbul for several days rather than trying to go to Ankara. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Gareth Jenkins is a writer, independent political security analyst, and also a senior fellow with the Central Asia Caucasus Institute and Silk Road's study program. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. 